Equanimity is the fourth of the Brahma Viharas, sublime and exquisite, and the, probably the least taught and perhaps the least accessible to the ordinary person. But nevertheless, if one aspires to the beauty, and this is very useful emotion. It's something that can be maintained throughout one's life. And it is uh, very complementary to loving kindness. Now, if we talked about loving kindness and compassion and sympathetic joy. Those are the warm and lush emotions. And equanimity must never be mistaken for apathy or callousness or indifference. Equanimity is none of those. Equanimity is the sterling virtue of balance. Person who has equanimity is reliable, stable, balanced, centered in all circumstances. So I will give the simile that the Buddha gives for equanimity. As the great earth does not react, whatever is thrown upon it. Now this non-reactive uh, attitude has to do with both things. Sometimes success, sometimes failure. Sometimes praise, sometimes blame. Sometimes good fortune, sometimes ill fortune. This is the nature of equanimity. That in the vicissitudes of the world, the ups and downs, mm -hmm. the different reactions and assessments towards yourself and towards others, perhaps, that you care about, uh, that you uh, are able to maintain a perfect balance. Now, now, and this is somewhat like an athlete. This is done not as an act of stillness. Now here we distinguish between two types of equanimity. One is, in the, is dynamic equanimity. That is maintained in the midst of the uh, activities of life. And the other is a kind of equanimity that one arrives at when one is sitting in a perfectly uh, still environment and able to cultivate very profound serenity or samadhi, concentration. Uh, these are two different types of experience. One is absolute stillness, the kind of thing that you would find perhaps in the zero gravity environment, floating around in space where you have no body weight. Uh, or perhaps snorkeling in the Mediterranean. You can imagine floating and looking at the beautiful uh, fish uh, swimming underneath you. Meanwhile, your body is weightless. That's the equanimity of serenity. The equanimity of wisdom is that closer to perhaps skiing or surfing, where it's a continuous changing environment. Sometimes uh, obstacles are presented to one. Sometimes smooth, flat sailing goes on. So this type of Equanimity is very responsive and adjusts. So one moment you're praised, the next moment you're blamed. Uh, maybe you get a phone call 
that says that you have your tests have come back from the lab at your last medical visit and you've been diagnosed with cancer. How do you feel? Then half an hour later, the phone rings and you answer it. It turns out it was a mistake. You don't have cancer. <laughs> Somebody else has cancer. What are the emotional swings between those two moments? Being told you have cancer, being told you have, do not have cancer. Uh, it could be a mistake in the lottery. You're told that you won the lottery and then you're told that, oh, a mistake. One letter or one number was out and you did not win the lottery. How do you feel between these two events? If you're truly wise and equanimous, now this is the why I call it the philosopher's virtue. Because it is the kind of attitude that the early Greek philosophers, the wise philosophers, were advocating. Socrates was equanimous. Uh, remember that Socrates was uh, sentenced to death. Um, and he accepted the sentence with equanimity. And he, he was given a choice, actually. He could leave Athens, uh, which would be a kind of banishment, or he could stay and receive the death penalty. He chose to stay. And he was quite unmoved by the experience. He was quite uh, balanced, lucid, and still, in fact, compassionate in the midst of this. These are extraordinarily admirable qualities. And they're not just... It's very easy to make the mistake that the person is not fundamentally emotional. But it's not true. The exquisite quality of this equanimity is in its lightness, freedom, and you realize that you are protected by this experience. That suffering is no longer uh, going to occur to you. If you have this, the wisdom of equanimity, you are aloof from the uh, suffering. And, but you are not uh, desensitized from happiness you are able to remain in a state of lightness. Now, this uh, is not a, a willed effort, but the fact is that when the mind is no longer harassed by its melodramas and its psychic irritants, the mind rejoices. And so equanimity is a form of emotional joy. It's, there's a quality, a subtle quality of joy. So it's the fragrant... Um, perfume of ease and joy, but it's, it's subtle. Like the high meadows where the small flowers grow, the beautiful uh, flowers that are the size of your little fingernail, spreading out like a painting by Renoir, watercolor, that if you've been to the high meadows, you will see and you will know how beautiful that experience is. It doesn't mean that we no longer have warm emotions. We are, if we are virtuosos, if we're practitioners, we will be able to switch between loving kindness and equanimity. And in fact, those two are complementary and they will support each other. Equanimity keeps metta and compassion from falling into grief. And metta keeps equanimity 
from falling into apathy and coldness. So these two are uh, put together um, on the other ends of the spectrum for a very good purpose. They're not separate. They inform each other. They complement each other. They work together. And it's one of the least understood of emotions. We have a word in English which is unfortunately very poorly understood. It's called apathy. The lack of pathos. At some time in the English language or uh, in the time of the Greek philosophers, it was a perfectly good word and it meant the lack of melodrama, being swept away by things. No longer means that, means that you're simply shut down. You don't experience anything. Equanimity is why, so we, we need to use the word equanimity. The Pali word is upeka. And so we need to redefine this word and keep it as a beautiful experience. Equanimity is not merely indifference. It's uh, exquisite and purposeful, delightful, free, the, the long view of things and reduces suffering in one's life in a great way and is very, very helpful to others. If one is equanimous in the midst of difficult situations, others will benefit from this as well.